And it's outstanding to have the opportunity to connect with our friend and colleague, Randy Carricker of the Fast Lane. And as you know by now, we've uh, switched time slots this week because the boys are down in Jupiter and all the activity goes on in the morning. So it'd be kind of silly having them out there for an afternoon drive show at a ballpark where literally no one is there. So Randy Carricker joins us now on the uh, Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. RK, how are you, buddy? Everything's going good, Bernie. The weather is perfect down here. I'm out with uh, Brad Barnes and Brad Thompson and Danny Mack. We're hitting a few golf balls, and uh, we couldn't be having a better time down in Florida. That sounds wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. You're going to have to keep Dan McLaughlin calm down, though. So when he hit, when he mishits, does he cuss and throw clubs and all that stuff? Nobody can cuss like Danny Mack. Yeah, he doesn't throw <laughs> clubs. He's calm, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, now Dan's he's throwing the uh, let's add the scores up at me, so that's not very good for me. And and how <laughs> and in the spirit of the fast lane, how would you describe Bears uh, golf swing? Not Bear, I mean Meats golf swing. Meat. Yeah, um, Meat, Meats golf swing is good. He's a he, he's a sneaky good athlete. Uh, he's got the same problem that I have, though. We tend to swing too hard and too fast. You have to let the club do the work, and we we don't always do that we don't always live by that adage of golf but man when he's on his game he's really good well uh it's really i'm glad we're teaming up every day and uh with a member of the fast lane really good to talk to my friend randy character here on the bernie show 101 espn all right um what's your take on the miles michaelis injury the first thing i thought of was what you and i have discussed many times about the cardinals and the way they treat injuries and we have a flexor tendon bernie it usually does lead to tommy john and i understand that the cardinals are looking at his baseline of the of the ligament and uh saying that it hasn't changed but ordinarily it's better to not be conservative now apparently the player wants to be conservative but i would be concerned if i'm in the cardinals shoes about a flexor tendon because so many times those wind up being tommy john surgery and the other thing that would concern me is that to this point uh, the technology is wonderful. The advancements in technology with platelet-rich uh, plasma that is inserted and injected into players, but it hasn't worked an awful lot. So uh, I really would not, if as a Cardinal fan, plan on seeing Miles Michaelis in 2020. I think uh, the, the best thing to do is to observe the competition for that spot. He's certainly not going to be there at the beginning of the season. And for me, it would be a big upset if he were to show up and, and participate in 2020 and this could be uh big in a negative way because i know we talked about this randy um we know the cardinals have good depth lined up but really if we want to scrutinize this and the rotation was terrific last year but you also had the original five starters make about 92 percent of the start so the cardinals mm-hmm. really didn't have to deal with many injury issues but even with – they do have guys to plug in, but there are questions about some of the guys who are waiting in the wings and even guys that are in the rotation with Wayno being his age, Dakota Hudson walking people. Can Is it unfair to expect Jack Flaherty to re- replicate what he did the second half last season? I mean, Carlos Martinez, is he going – is this legit this year? There's, there's – KK Kim, we don't know exactly what to expect. So there are some underlying questions that I think probably – uh, lead to a lot of us feeling uneasy over this. 
Yeah, I think because of the the lack of track record for many of these guys and then the lack of health. You mentioned uh, Carlos and Adam Wainwright historically in the last four years. Last year was the outlier for him. I think it is reasonable to be concerned. I, I am intrigued by the competition. And I would expect Jack Flaherty isn't going to be what he was in the second half of last year. But if he can accomplish what he accomplished last year for the whole season, uh, we would take that. Dakota Hudson, same way. If you could get that sort of performance out of Adam Wainwright again, that would be great. Uh, I think the Cardinals did sign uh, Kim to be a starter, although when Mike Schilt talked to us this morning, he said it's going to be a competition, and he mentioned Genesis Cabrera. He mentioned Alex Reyes. He threw Helsley into the mix. Uh, John Gant. Uh, there, there are a lot of people out there that are going to be vying for this position. But I think logically, when you once again looking at the history of the franchise, looking at the contract they gave to Kim, it's probably going to be his job to lose. Um, and I, uh, this is that's intrigue. Probably the kind they don't want. And John Mozeliak is underplaying expectations as he should, downplaying I should say about Alex Reyes, but. I would think at least there's a chance he would enter the picture here if he has an impressive spring. But is it bullpen or is it rotation? Yeah, I I think that Bernie, if he's healthy with his stuff, the Cardinals have waited so long for him that at the very least, he's going to find himself in the bullpen. And I asked Schilt specifically about him because he essentially hasn't pitched in three years if he is ready to start. He said, well, he's healthy and he's worked out all offseason. He's prepared to start. But there's definitely got to be an innings limit, doesn't he? Doesn't there? If, if if you have Alex Reyes in the starting rotation, there's only so much that you can get out of him. And it might benefit the Cardinals to utilize him in a high-leverage role, maybe a multi-inning high-leverage role with the new rules having to face at least three hitters and work his way up towards being a starter. Kind of like when... Uh, and there have been multiple occasions of this, but um, the one that sticks out most to me is you and I both remember the way the Cardinals used Matt Morris in 2000, underwent the Tommy John in 99, came back, and he was a reliever for all of 2000 before he get, got back into the rotation. I would hope that's the way that they would utilize a guy like Reyes. I think caution is the best way to serve him and serve the ball club. Uh, Randy, I wanted to ask you this. You and I haven't had a conversation either on the air or off the air about this, so it's a good time. We're doing a little mini uh, Randy and Bernie podcast podcast here we ought to resume that soon anyway um what what you know you're down there and John Mozelek's talking about I know he gave a great interview to Dan McLaughlin uh about the offense and they're confident in the young players that they have um where do, where do you in your opinion where do you think this confidence comes comes from I'm looking forward to seeing these young guys if they get the opportunity but do you think that the Cardinals are deluding themselves or do you understand why they think this is the time to, to let the kids play, the young guys play? The Cardinals still believe, and I think anybody that talks to the Cardinals recognizes, they still have unfailing belief in their ability to evaluate. And I think that their ability to evaluate has taken a hit over the last couple of years. When you see the Mercado trade and you see Tommy Pham get moved, I don't think it's as strong as it was. But the, the management of the club was telling me last year, during January of uh, 2019, they said, hey, uh, Tyler O'Neill is going to be our left fielder in 2020. And they're saying that Dylan Carlson is going to be on this team. And I think what it is is that they they don't see flaws in their ability to evaluate. I think that's where it comes from, their belief in the youngsters. And you have to hope that you're right, right? You, you can't, and you know these guys have talent. But 
with the way things have gone with the evaluation lately, I would not be real confident if I were the Cardinals. And I do think it's kind of foolish to plan on a guy like Tyler O'Neill being your number four hitter or plan on Dylan Carlson as a rookie being your number two hitter. Maybe they'll wind up being that guy, but historically caution is the best approach with these guys to start them low and then hope uh, low in the lineup uh, sixth or seventh and then hope that they can be a top of the order hitter but the Cardinals heck even when Colton Wong got off to that great start last year in the eight hole look how long long it took the Cardinals to move him out of there and uh, they have evaluated him this year as a top of the lineup guy but I, I think you and I agree on this. They just uh, there is some smartest guy in the room syndrome that goes on with this ball club at times. No, we we definitely agree. Um, and while I think it sounds good in theory that hey, look, we think if we give young outfielders uh, an opportunity and, and just let them play, that we're going to be pleased with the results. I mean, that sounds like a reasonable concept. Except, you know, to your point, and I'm just sort of repeating what you said, but. Especially when it comes to outfielders, they they just don't seem to have any consistency at all in their evaluations, and they're still sorting through them after what? How many years now is this where they're still trying to they're still shuffling through outfielders, cycling through, um, giving up on guys? Oh, then 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 it's time for someone else to get the opportunity. Then the next thing you know, you look up that guy's gone. So. Uh, I just have a hard time, even though they got a great track record, I have a hard time in this particular era trusting their process and because um, they just have they've gotten it wrong with outfielders too many times. And I'm glad you asked about how many years because we can just go back to opening day of 2017 when it was Gritchick who had the game-winning hit against the Cubs and Fowler and Piscotty who they, they had just given the big extension to. And they were thinking, okay, this will be our outfield for four or five years because Fowler had signed the long-term contract. They thought that Gritchick was going to turn into a home-run hitting star and they were calling Stephen Piscotty the right-handed hitting Matt Carpenter and that was at the height of Carpenter's game. Well, look where you have those guys now. Now, Gritchick did get a big contract from Toronto, but he is uh, one of those guys who's going to be a feast or famine hitter. Stephen Piscotty, for reasons that didn't have anything to do with his talent, got moved. And Fowler certainly hasn't lived up to the contract that they gave him. So uh, I uh, I do wonder uh, if they're right on these guys or if we're just getting a lot of hype. And I hope they're right. I I want the Cardinals to succeed, but I just uh, until I see it, I can't believe it. And we also have to see in terms of affirmation or validation that they really will give these guys an opportunity because that, that, that leaves, leads us to Mike Schilt a little bit. Uh, it does a great job in a lot of ways, but I, I'm not quite trustful of him choosing his lineup based on performance rather than paycheck. And that's, uh, that's another issue here. You know, play your best guys. Don't let payroll politics enter into it. I, I don't think that, They'll do that, but again, I hope to be proven wrong. Well, uh, the the one player in the outfield that I have penned in with a Sharpie is Dexter Fowler in right field. I think it could be Bader or Lane Thomas in center. And Lane Thomas, we had him on this morning, and he's healthy and feeling great. And we saw a snapshot of his talent last year. And in left field, it could be O'Neal. It could be Carlson. Uh, it could be a, a guy like uh, uh, Justin Williams, the left-handed hitter that they got in the fam deal. But the one guy that I know is going to be there is Fowler. And why? Because of the paycheck. So, yeah, I I don't know if that comes from on high or if that's a managerial decision. But 
I, I like what Dexter Fowler did last year. He, he gave us his typical year. He bounced back in a wonderful fashion, but he's not an impact player. He, he serves the club best, in my opinion, as a 6, 7, or 8 hitter, and the Cardinals have a lot of those. I think aside from Wong and Goldschmidt, actually, the other six spots in the Cardinals lineup right now are 6, 7, and 8 hitters. It's, uh, it's, uh, I wouldn't say it's depressing, but it's... Uh... It, it doesn't give you a, a, a lot of reason to get jacked up about a huge uh, improvement in this offense, but we'll see. Thought that about some other offenses in the past, like going into 2016, for example, so you never know. Well, I better go. you got to hit golf balls. i got to get a break. I do not want to ruin or damage the fast lane ratings in this time slot by being off clock, so I better scoot. Thank you. <laughs> it's great to talk to you, Bernie. Call anytime. We love it, and we love you, and we appreciate you doing this for us. Thank um, you so much. No, it's, it's wonderful. I'm so glad you're there, and I hope you and I personally get a chance to talk later this week. Thank you, Randy. See you, buddy. We'll, we'll do it, my man. Take care. That's Randy Carricker from Jupiter. He's I, He and I see eye to eye on this. We really do. Uh, hope for the best, but mm, just don't know. Just don't know if you can trust the process uh, with this offense anyway.